clinch the first National Football League sack in his very first game, James Lynch. Welcome to Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm your host, Gabe Henderson, alongside Vikings.com audio producer and my co-host, Mr. Chris Corso. Tonight, we get you guys up to speed with everything you need to know from inside the TCO Performance Center from our vantage point. It is week six, Chris, and the Vikings looking for their first win at home this season, um, this Sunday against an 0-5 Atlanta Falcons team. Uh, kickoff is set for 12 p.m. right here on the Vikings Radio Network, KFAN 100.3. On that call, as always, voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, Ben Lieber, and the one and only Greg Coleman. Moving on to today, though, we've got a jam-packed show. We heard the best podium sounds of the week. Vikings rookie defensive tackle James Lynch stops by the show, and we look ahead to the Sunday's matchup with Vikings.com staff writer Lindsey Young and the reporter's wrap-up. But in typical Vikings vintage fashion, we start the show the way we always do with the best thing we saw this week. Corso. What's up, Gabe? I think it's the third straight week. I'm going with some sound from under center with Kirk Cousins. It's just an awesome... Three for three, baby. Yep, it's just an awesome segment where we get the players to have some sort of instant reaction to the game. And uh, on this week's show, we had Eric Wilson join the show, fresh off of a 5 a.m. arrival to the TCO Performance Center uh, following a tough loss against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. But uh, it was a great game for Eric Wilson. He became the first player in the NFL to have two sacks and two interceptions on the season. A big interception on Russell Wilson as he followed Chris Carson, the running back, up the sideline and made a great play on the ball. Uh, Eric really talked about how the Vikings are just one or two plays away in some of these games, and the young players have to learn how to win these games. We know it's a very different defense from last season with a bunch of new faces. So let's hear what Eric Wilson had to say on this week's edition of Under Center with Kirk Cousins. We'll definitely get through this. I think, um, you know, although the season has, has been what it, it's been, I think um, it's still the, the you know, the, the start of the season. Like the season just got started and we have a lot of football ahead of us. And I think, uh, you know, even though like we didn't win um, last night, I think we, we have a lot of great things uh, from that game. Uh, that we can move forward and continue to develop and, and to obviously learn from those those plays that, you know, we, we could have done a little bit better and, and to, to win that game. I think there were several plays where we could have literally just won the game with those plays. And for, for a young player, um, seeing that and knowing that and, and knowing that, you know, we're right there, um, we're right there in, in terms of being able to win and, and to learn how to win and continue that um, – I guess, mentality of winning and continuing that, that excellence. I think uh, we're right there and, and just being able to, to persevere through those type of things is, is something that, you know, these young players need to continue to do. You heard it there from the Vikings linebacker, a great first half performance from the Vikings defense in which they only allowed 40 passing yards to Russell Wilson, the league's top passer and a 5-0 and Seattle Seahawks team. Another cool stat from this game was the fact that they did not allow a, a conversion on third down. Yeah, the Vikings defense has been great on third downs this year, especially 
um, in that last game. And then they've been really great in, at the red zone. The number one team in red zone defense in the NFL. Teams are only scoring 25% of the time when the Vikings defense are trying to stop the opposing team from from scoring a touchdown from the red zone. And the Vikings offense is going to have to possess the ball this week a lot of the game. We saw last week the, in the first half, they possessed the ball 20 minutes, 18 seconds against the Seattle Seahawks. And expect another big game for this Vikings offense against the Atlanta Falcons, who are dealing with uh, some interesting news coming out of Flower Mound, Georgia. Um, earlier this week, the Falcons had a, one player and one coach test positive for COVID-19, in which their facility shut down Monday and Tuesday. NFL Network has been all over this coverage this week uh, coming out of Atlanta. And this is what NFL Network's Mike Garofolo had to say regarding the Atlanta Falcons. Basically, what's happening right now is out of an abundance of caution, that's the phrase that we always hear, uh, the Falcons are going to work remotely today while they figure out if these new tests are uh, confirmed. That is what the league is working on right now. So we shall see. We had the Jets situation last week where we thought we had the positive test. They sent everybody home. They said, let's work remotely. Turned out to be a false positive. So we shall see what happens here with the Falcons. But for now, working remotely this morning, we will update this as the day goes on here on NFL Network. Speaking of an update, uh, the Falcons had zero positive tests um, on Wednesday and Thursday, so they reopened their practice facility today in Georgia. So as of right now, it looks like the game is a go, and I'm excited to get going. We know Adam Thielen, a lot of the assistant coaches, they spoke to the media earlier this week, and they said, you know, like the Vikings have been through this situation before after that Tennessee Titans game a few weeks back. They had 23 members of that organization test positive for COVID and glad we're not dealing with that anymore. And hopefully the Falcons players who are dealing with COVID-19 will get better. But Mike Zimmer, we know his approach each week. And this is what he had to say regarding the upcoming game against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. I think Seattle's had the lead. I mean, uh, Atlanta's had the lead. Uh, They were 26 to 10, I believe, against Chicago with 10 minutes left in the game and they were they were up big against uh, Dallas and they came back. They were up by 14 or 16 points with 10 minutes left in the game. So, um, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're very talented. I, I can say that. I don't, I'm not going to judge on who's better or anything like that, but they're very talented. We know Zimmer's approach is not going to change at all, but some things that are going to change is this Vikings offensive lineup without Dalvin Cook. Corso, what's the injury report this week? Yeah, you touched on it, Gabe. The big news coming out of the injury report is Dalvin Cook has been listed out for the game. And Alexander Madison, who came in against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football, had his first career 100-yard game on 20 carries, 112 yards, and he averaged 5.6 yards per run, including a huge long run of 25 yards in the second half. So I think the biggest possible compliment that you can get from your offensive play caller, Gary Kubiak, is when he says that he doesn't even change the way he calls plays when Madison comes in instead of number 33. Number 33, Dalvin Cook, when his press conference earlier this week, he said (laughs) Alexander Madison is just him reincarnated. So that is a 
huge compliment coming from the leading rusher in the NFL. And I'm expecting big things from Alexander Madison. But speaking on this injury report with Chris Boyd being out, Drew Samia being out, you expect a guy like Ezra Cleveland to get more reps. He was getting reps at right guard this week as well as Ole Udo. So it's going to be interesting to see how things shake up there. Uh, This is the fourth time in six weeks that the Vikings have had a different starting offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see how that continuity works. But I'm expecting the Vikings to have a big week against this winless Atlanta Falcons team. But on the defensive side of the ball, cornerback Houghton Hill, he's dealing with a foot injury and he's listed as doubtful. Wouldn't you expect like a Jeff Gladney and a Cameron Dantzler to continue to get some more reps? Yeah, you've only seen positive growth from a guy like Jeff Gladney. I mean, he he goes from only playing nine snaps a few weeks ago against the Tennessee Titans, and then he's jawing back and forth with 6'5", 6'6", DK Metcalf on Sunday Night Football. You love that progression uh, from a player like him, Cameron Dantzler. We love what we've been seeing from him so far. A couple mishaps in that game against the Seahawks. But yep. a lot of these young guys, like we said earlier in the show, they're going to get a chance to, to show what they've got, especially in this game against the 0-5 Atlanta Falcons. It looks like they won't have to deal with Julio Jones, who is Julio. not practiced this Julio. week. That's, I mean, that's a huge positive for the Vikings to not have to deal with one of the best wide receivers in the NFL this week. For sure, and I'm sure they're not losing any sleep over not having to deal with them either. But speedy recovery for Julio. Hopefully he gets back, gets back soon, just not this week. And uh, we'll be back after this break. Sacks for Apps is back again for the 2020 season. If the Vikings record two or more sacks in a game this season, fans can receive a free appetizer at Buffalo Wild Wings with a $20 purchase. Visit vikings.com slash BWW for details. We'll be back with our special guest of the week. But first, hey, Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. After every Vikings game this season, make sure to log on to the team's digital and social platforms to watch Vikings Post Game Live, a new streaming post game show providing fans with highlights, post game sound from head coach Mike Zimmer and players, analysis, and much more. Fans can watch live or on demand via Vikings.com, the Vikings mobile app, Vikings Now, the team's connected TV app, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. For more, visit Vikings.com slash post game show. What is up? Welcome back to Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi. Gabe Henderson here alongside Chris Corso and our special guest, the rookie, a.k.a. Mr. Husker, James Lynch. How's it going, James? It's going good. How are you? We are good. No complaints. So last week, you got your first career NFL sack. It was your first career NFL game also. Could you walk us through that moment, you know, heading into the game, knowing you were going to play to eventually getting your first career sack? <laughs> and, then, and then just the celebration. Des- describe that moment because we could feel that celebration. I, I think that obviously the first moment I realized that I was actually playing is you go to your locker and my shoulder pads with my jersey running everything and a couple of guys came and say, hey, man, like just kind of do your thing and just have fun out there. So for me to sit back and just just kind of watch the first few weeks, obviously I'm, I'm cheering them on and hoping we, we do everything right. But for me to be able to kind of have the mindset of that I'm playing, obviously I was pretty excited. There's no other way to describe it than just having fun. And I've been here for however long now, and now I'm close with everyone. So just to be able to celebrate with like, especially DJ, the rookie, uh, uh, other defensive end that we have, um, 
seeing him celebrate with me and then out there with Armand. We've been through so much now. We've been through camp and all that. So just having that moment with them and just knowing I did something to kind of help the team, obviously, is just a great feeling. I mean, if you look at the play, it wasn't just what I did. I mean, everyone on the defense did their job, obviously, so it gave it gave the opportunity to me to, to make the play. So just just like our, our coach always say, just whenever the play comes, just make it. So I just, just having fun out there, just doing our thing. Speaking of the coach, the one positive of not being at the game and being able to watch it um, on the broadcast, we get to see Andre Patterson embrace you on the sideline. It seemed like yeah. that was a really special moment. Like he put your, his arms around you and, and kind of embraced you. What, what was that moment like? What did he say to you? Yeah, um, obviously no one's in our rooms with us and no one does the things that we do and we're always together all the time, just us and the D-line and, and him as well, obviously. So he always tells us that, uh, that we're his boys and don't do anything for us. So obviously for him, uh, seeing us out there succeed and whether it's me or someone who's been here like Shamar, he, he just wants us to, to have fun and, and do our job and, and obviously ha- uh, get the W at the end of the day. So uh, seeing his face on the sign like light up and, and him being so happy for me just obviously just kind of shows what kind of coach he is and it makes you want to play for him and makes you want to be here for as long as you can because, you know, he's he's kind of a one in a million kind of coach. He's always there for you. From when you got drafted in April to when you got here for training camp, going through the season to getting your first career tackle slash sack slash QB hit, uh, can you talk about your progression? At Baylor, my last year, I was a defensive end. So coming here, going inside, obviously, it was a little bit of a transition for me. And and like I've just said, uh, having Coach Dre has made it so much easier for me. He's always just kind of making the picture clear and, and helping me along. And, and I'll mess up, and obviously, he gets on me. But he does it, in, and to me, he does it in the right way and making sure I understand what I did wrong and what I need to do to to fix it so just being here and, and just doing everything every day is kind of like what, what I've always talked about is just chopping wood and just making sure you just keep coming at it every day whether you have a good day or a bad day you kind of have to just put it behind you and just kind of show up the next day and just do whatever they tell you and then obviously with coach Zim as, as the head of our, our ship you would say uh, defense is kind of a big deal so having their smart minds obviously you know you're going to get the best of the best so every day you just kind of cope, show it and say yes sir because you know they're smart so this upcoming Sunday, Atlanta Falcons, we all know they're 0-5. However, their offense, they run over 69 plays a game. So there's a lot of opportunity to get into that rotation this upcoming Sunday. But after, you know, watching the film, seeing what those guys do, what what are some things that stand out about the Atlanta Falcons? If you look at them on tape, like you can't really find any area where you're like, oh, like they're going to be soft here. That's going to be easy here. They have so many weapons and their offensive line is a great offensive line as well. Like the running back is amazing. Receivers, O-line, they got Matt Ryan there. So uh, you just got to make sure you're on your P's and Q's for everything. And, and I believe in our defense and, and what we have prepared for them. So I'm excited for Sunday. How would you describe your game to Vikings fans? I mean, they're, they're definitely familiar with you being the fourth-round draft pick this year, but what do you bring to this defense, and, and what are you going to bring going forward this season? Whatever they ask me to do, whatever they need me to do, whether it's it's get water for D or something, just as funny as it may sound to me, like if it's going to help us win, if I need to catch uh, throws from Kirk on the sideline, like I just want to win. That's that's how you have fun, and that's like whenever we're up on any game and you're in a close game like that, you're just having fun. That's what you want to be in, so for me, just whatever I can do to make sure we're in a game and we have a chance to win, it's it's fun for me. So that's just why I've always loved the game. I think if you're catching passes from Kirk, there, there might be a problem there. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but we're, you talk about winning these games. Like these these last three games, we're one and two in these last three games. Um, but those two losses are by, you know, one point. Like we're, we're right there. So what is it going to take for us to, you know, get over that hump and start winning those close ones? Because those two losses against Tennessee and Seattle, those are undefeated teams. Yeah. And obviously a lot of people are saying that those are tough teams, but when you look at it, it all comes back to us and 
we've emphasized that this week, and, and Coach Zim has made a, a big emphasis on coming out of the half strong and, and making sure that there's no point in the, in the game that we're tired or we're just down or whatever. So if we're up by 20, we're down by 20, like we don't care. We're just going to keep playing the way that, that Vikings play. And, and just uh, basically what we've been saying is, is wherever the chips fall, we're going to look at the scoreboard at the end of the game and just know that we, we played as, as hard as we could the whole game. My last question is, what's it like learning from guys like Eric Kendricks I know Anthony Barr is injured this year, but some of these veterans on the Vikings defense are waiting for Daniil to get back. Uh, Unique and Gakwe, I mean, just coming in having such a big impact. What's the the feeling like in this defensive room? You have so many guys that you can learn from. Yeah, uh, and a a big one for me right now is Shamar because he he obviously plays a position that I play and and having him and and the knowledge that he has, not only just talking to him, but just watching him on film and studying how they do things and and not even on the field. It's like their routine of how they take care of their body, their mind, and making sure that they're ready for the games and stuff. So being able to pick their brains and and talking to – and I still talk to Anthony a lot, actually. Just being able to be in a room with them and them knowing you and, like, being – like, there's no – even though I'm a rookie, whatever, like any question I have for them, they're, they're willing to tell me whatever I want to know just so I can better my game. And it's obviously just a blessing to be able to be in this situation. You got a lot of guys to learn from and a lot of guys that's going to help you get prepared. But last question, mental preparation. What does that look like for you? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm still learning because this is obviously my first year in NFL and it's a way different game. And, and that's part of why I talk to Shamar a lot because he's basically played uh, every team. So he knows that the ins and outs and how things kind of work and talking to him, Jaleel, uh, any of the really DTs is just like what they look for and to, to watch and film or what they look for and in a practice or what they want to do is just kind of how I've tried to progress my mind and, and preparing for a Sunday. So I'm still in the, a lot of work to do, but I've gotten definitely a little bit better. So just keep, like I said, just chopping away at the wood and just figuring out new ways to, to make myself more prepared. The rookie, the Husker. Husker, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Husker. <laughs> James Lynch joins us. This is the Vikings Vantage. Thank you, James. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. Join me, Paul Allen, along with former Vikings linebacker and current radio analyst Ben Lieber after every Vikings game as we host Between the Lines. Analyze the game, break it down from all angles, and discuss what it means for your favorite team moving forward. Watch each week via Vikings.com, the Vikings app, YouTube, and all of the team's other digital and social platforms. For information, visit Vikings.com slash Between the Lines. All right, Lindsey Young is here, Vikings.com staff writer. And Lindsey, first and foremost, thank you for joining the show. Secondly, this Vikings team is is on the edge, on that brink of starting to get some wins. Last week, they lost by one point, And then two weeks before, they lost by one point. But you got a win in there right in between those two losses. So you can sense the Vikings are starting to come around, but they just keep losing those close games. What do you think these losses are doing for team morale? Well, first of all, thanks for having me back on the show. I love joining you guys. You know, this year, I think you're right. It's It's been one of those weird years where we're one in four. It's not a strong start to the season, and yet you are seeing – Every every week, you know, the team is getting better. They're being competitive in these close games. The the two losses that you talked about to Tennessee and to Seattle by just a single point, both of those teams are right now undefeated. Um, so obviously, you know, top talent teams that we are playing and, and just not being able to finish out the very end of those games. So I feel like when you talk about team morale, the team morale seems seems higher than maybe you might expect from a one and four 
squad, right? And, and this year, it's obviously a little bit different for us being with all of the, the COVID restrictions and precautions and, and priority on keeping everybody healthy. We're not as much around the team on a day-to-day basis. So we're not necessarily feeling that energy in the locker room and things like that. But I think just when you talk to the players during their media availability, when you talk to Coach Zimmer, I think they are hopeful and excited and they see things coming together and they see improvement each and every week. So that's not to say that anybody's happy with the record. I don't think that would be fair to say. And, you know, it's tough to, to continuously talk about moral victories, but I do think that there's, you know, enough there for guys to be excited about and to keep moving forward and to feel like they can start stringing together some wins. You kind of heard it this week in Coach Zimmer's press conference. He was talking about how they're starting, finally starting to establish that identity that, that he wants to see this team have. And a big part of that identity is the defensive line and the pass rush, which has kind of picked up the past couple weeks. Um, Coach Zimmer I, I believe he updated kind of the status of Daniil Hunter possibly coming back, and, and you were there for that press conference, Lindsay. So give us an update on, on Hunter and what else is going on with the Vikings' defensive line. Yeah, um, he was asked about Hunter, and unfortunately the update is kind of no update. Um, <laughs> he did say that he had acknowledged uh, maybe two or three weeks ago that, that Daniil had sought out a second opinion. And I think he said during his press conference this week that he's kind of mulling over those options. So unfortunately, not really an update um, if he will be coming back or not. But there are, like you mentioned, you know, a few different changes on the defensive line, I guess, just this season. You know, of course, you have Yannick Ngakwe, who signed with the team right before week one. So he's been here the whole season so far. Um but definitely have seen him improve with each game. And I think just kind of getting more comfortable in the system, right. And, um, you know, feeling confident in what Minnesota wants to do defensively. And, you know, unique currently leads Minnesota with five sacks. Hopefully, you know, he'll get a couple more here in this upcoming game. You mentioned getting the pass rush going. I mean, James Lynch just had his first NFL sack, which is fantastic to see him get in there and get involved with that. Afadi Odenabo still getting in the mix there, and he really came on the scene last year. Um, and then just this week, the Vikings signed Jordan Brailford off of uh, the Washington football team practice squad. And so adding another name there in the mix. Unfortunately, before the Seattle game, the Vikings had to release Eddie Yarbrough from the active roster in order to elevate George Iloka, but they did just re-sign Yarbrough to the practice squad. So I feel like there's been a lot of moving pieces there with that defensive line, but I totally agree with you, Chris, that like you're definitely seeing some things come together and guys really work together as a unit there to make things happen. This is the Vikings Vantage, Vikings.com staff writer Lindsey Young is here in Lindsay. Lindsay, you just talked about uh, James Lynch. He was just on the show, just talked about, you know, that his first sack and what that meant. And, you know, as a rookie, you're going to be excited about that. But moving on, Jordan Broford, I had the opportunity to be with him when he just got drafted. And it brings me to um, to my next point. In Washington last year, there was a coaching firing um, right at the beginning of the season. That's what the Atlanta Falcons are dealing with right now. And after a firing, you got a new coach. There's a new type of juice in the locker room. So how do you think the Vikings are preparing for a team that's playing with the chip on their shoulder, trying to get their first win with a new head coach, with no GM and everything else that's going on. Yeah, I think that's a super good point, Gabe, and and definitely something that Coach Zimmer talked about this week, because I think um, with with the firing of Dan Quinn having 
basically just happened after this past loss by the Falcons, um, you know, probably their, their offensive system and whatnot, I doubt will look very different. So as far as a game scheme standpoint, um, probably can prepare for what they've been seeing from Atlanta. But I think your point is so true that, you know, they're 0 and 5. Um, they're under new leadership now. I just feel like that shakeup probably does create that extra edge or, or that extra bit of energy. Um, and I just think, I always think a team that hasn't won yet is dangerous, right? Yeah. And, and, and players have said this all week too. Like, the gap between the best team in the NFL and the worst team in the NFL, I think it was Kirk that said it, you know, it, it seems like a lot to fans and, and stuff like that, but everybody's in the NFL for a reason. And so teams know that they can't count out somebody um, who's 0 and five, and especially someone who's just had kind of this big shakeup in their organization. And like you said, it is going against a team like the Vikings who only have one win this year. So I don't think, you know, the Falcons by any means are going to be a cakewalk. They have a lot of offense, yeah. a lot of offensive weapons. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Interesting time to be covering the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, I know, know you guys are still putting together the playbook each week even though there are not uh, fans attending games at US Bank Stadium so tell Vikings fans what you guys are are working on at vikings.com and and what you have planned for the bye week coming up I'm pumped that we still get to do that fans can pick up a free copy at Twin Cities locations of high V stores and it also gets mailed out um, in the Star Tribune Sunday paper as well um, but we have some cool stuff coming up this week um, Eric Smith did a really great story on CJ Ham and and kind of the way that he's been honoring his mom's memory. His mom Tina passed away in March um, from pancreatic cancer, uh, and and this week's game against the Falcons is the NFL or the Vikings, I should say, crucial catch game. So the NFL, of course, has that. Um, league-wide crucial catch initiative week six is Minnesota's um, game for that and so you'll see a a lot of that in the playbook Anthony Harris is on the cover so we have a a cover story on him um, and that will be dropping on vikings.com as well and then Craig Peters has a pretty cool feature on Eric Wilson who we've talked about has been doing some really cool stuff and obviously the Falcons game last year was a big game for Eric who ended up blocking that punt had kind of that cool portrait with the blood on his face mask and things like that. So that's that's kind of what we have coming up for the playbook. And then next week, we have a few kind of off-field um, fun content pieces as well for the bye week. So even though the team isn't going to be playing, we'll have plenty of great content for you guys. And I think that's probably true, you know, for, for audio and video as well on .com. Do what Lindsay said and stay tuned to Vikings.com for your most up-to-date coverage of the team. Kickoff is slated for Sunday, 12 p.m., Right here on KFAN 100.3, the Vikings Radio Network pregame show will start at 10 a.m. with voice of the Vikings Paul Allen and Pete Bursich. You can also stream that game on Fox. And I'm going to get you out of here with that. So for Chris Corso, Lindsey Young, James Lynch, I'm Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another episode of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. That's what I like. Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings.